question is, what are common marketing mistakes people make? What are common marketing mistakes people make? So there are three main common marketing mistakes people make. Number one is not having a plan. And so a plan, what that looks like is first, you've got to have an objective. What is your objective with your marketing? Is it to get more website visitors? Is it to get more leads? And then also quantify how much. How much do you want to generate? And afterwards, it's key results. So adding key results, meaning what are ways that or strategies or methods that you can use to help you reach that objective. So let's say you want to generate leads as your objective. Key results might be something like, hey, I want to, um, I'm going to do email marketing, cold email marketing, and I'm going to send out 100 emails per week, you know, something like that. Or, hey, I want to um, use LinkedIn marketing. I'm going to send out 100 LinkedIn messages per week. And so that's what a key result would look like. So that's the first common mistake. The second common mistake is not being consistent. And so consistency, almost like uh, working out. You know, if you want to work out and you one week you go and then you kind of don't go for a few weeks and you show up again and you kind of do your thing. And then a few weeks later, you kind of show up. It's, it, you're not going to get consistent results. You're going to get very inconsistent results. So same thing with marketing. If you want marketing to work for you, you have to have a plan, but you also got to be consistent on executing that plan. So that's another place where people fall short is not being consistent. And then the third thing I see is not putting out enough volume. And so what I mean by that is, you know, let's say someone wants to improve their social media marketing, they might put out one post per month or one post per week or one post a couple of days. And so what that does is it actually ties into not being consistent, but it's not putting enough volume to where it's actually going to generate results. And so, you know, it's the more you put out there, the more results you're going to get. And so a lot of people need to increase the quantity. Now, quality is still important and you shouldn't jeopardize the quality, but don't use quality as an excuse for not putting out quantity. So that's another mistake people make. All right, another question that I'm getting is how to get in front of decision makers. How do you get in front of decision makers? So a couple ways. Um, the traditional way is going to be cold outreach. So we're talking about LinkedIn. We're talking about you know, a LinkedIn DM. We're talking about um, email, sending a cold email. We're talking about face, uh, like Facebook message. So having a systematic approach to outreach. So someone might send out an email, same thing, one email here, one email there, but add some consistency to it. So let's say I want to send out 100 emails per week. I'm going to do that no matter what. I'm going to send out 100 LinkedIn messages per week. So number one is using those channels. Another very unique way that people aren't thinking about is being the host of the party. So let's say you have a decision maker that's very hard to get to. Like, let's say it's an executive, right? A CEO. So how can you attract that person? How can you be the host of the party to where they want to show up to your party? So it could be a networking event, right? Maybe you host a networking event where you invite them to come network. Um, maybe you invite them to a panel. Maybe you host a little panel discussion where you invite five, you know, really influential people who are very knowledgeable in their topic. You can invite them to a panel. And they're going to feel very 
flattered to be invited to that panel and talk about what they know and their expertise. You can invite them to a podcast, you know, like let's say you started a podcast and you can invite those decision makers to just talk to you. Like, hey, can you talk about your business? So those are some very unique and creative ways to reach out to people, to, uh, to reach out to decision makers is host a party and then invite them to the party, whether it be in the form of podcasting, a panel discussion, or a networking event. Okay, how to create more content efficiently. How to create more, so I, I talked about the importance of volume, right? Like having volume in your content, but how do you create volume in an efficient way? And so one of the most efficient ways to create content is going to be creating a long form piece of content. Okay. And long form, I mean, 30 minutes to one hour, 30 minutes to one hour piece of content. So it can be an interview. It could be a class like I'm doing here. It could be a Q&A session, something that is long. And so then afterwards, you would put it into an AI tool like Dummy. Uh, I just mentioned, and it'll clip up that long form within minutes. And so from that hour, I now have, let's say, 15 to 20 different posts, videos that I can post on social media. So one hour equals 15 posts. That's pretty efficient um, as far as um, you know, creating content goes. And so that's what I found to you know, work really well. So the key is, or the question is, how can you create a long form piece of content? What what would that look like for your business? So, you know, if let's say you are a health and wellness person, maybe you do a one hour health and wellness podcast where you interview a doctor or you interview, you know, um, an influencer and you have them talk about best ways they can be, you know, for people to be healthy um, you know, and, and exercise, that sort of thing. You know, maybe you're in the IT space, right? And you want to create content to, you know, to reach decision makers within the IT space, maybe it's invi um, inviting an IT director or CEO to a podcast and talk about their business and challenges they faced and how they were able to overcome it, right? So that could, that could be one, or maybe you do a class like I am here where I'm going over AI and marketing, you know, and so now after this class, I'm going to chop this up, this one hour recording into 15 to 20 different videos um, using AI. So that's that's a way that you can be very efficient with creating content. Okay, um, how to generate leads? How to generate leads? So there's many, many ways to generate leads. Um, first is more organic. So organic ways to generate leads is like very low cost, you know, maybe time-based, like you're spending your time to generate leads. This is your typical cold outreach, like email marketing, LinkedIn marketing, um, sending people DMs, you're cold calling people, you're posting on social media, organic content. So that's one way you can generate leads. The other way is going to be through paid advertising. And so paid advertising is going to be paying a platform. So let's say Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or TikTok. Um, money so that way you can be seen and hopefully through that it will generate leads so whatever way you decide it's going to take testing 
Okay, there's there's doing it a certain way. So common thing I hear is, Bong, Facebook doesn't work. I've tried Facebook marketing or Bong, LinkedIn doesn't work or this doesn't work, that doesn't work. Now, what I found is that it actually does work because there's plenty of people that are getting results from it. But it's a matter of skill set. How good are you at doing that certain uh, strategy? And so um, it's more, how can you improve at that? How can you, what can you do to improve your skill set at that to start getting results from that strategy? So, and everything works. I mean, even door to door, going door to door still works. Okay. Um, but it's how good are you? You know, how good are you at door to door? You know, so think of marketing strategies as a skill set. And so you could either hire someone to do it or you can do it yourself and get better at it. By the way, really, really hone down first the strategy, whether it's free, organic, or it's paid, and then do as much research as you can to improve at that skill set. Okay, so um, another question I'm getting is what are some, uh, what kind of content should I post? Okay, what kind, con what kind of content should I post on social media? So um, this, is, this is a great question and AI is actually, can, can actually help you with this. So I'm gonna use an example. Let's say you are in the health and wellness space and you don't know what kind of content you wanna create. I would go to something like a chat GPT and I'm going to type in chat GPT. Hey, I own a health and wellness business. This is exactly what I do. This is my services. Um, what kind of content, social media content can I create or generate me 20 different content ideas that I can post for my business, right? So you got to give it a uh, sort of like a some, some context about who you are, what you're trying to achieve. And then you share a prompt of exactly what you want it to do. So in this case, it's going to be gen generate content. And the reason why you want to give some context is because if you just tell it what to do, it's not going to have any content. It's going to give you very ge generic results. So with tools like ChatGPT and other AI tools where it's asking you for a prompt, you want to give as much uh, descript, you know, be as descriptive as possible about your situation. And then based on that, it will give you a more accurate answer. If you just give it generic, sort of a very generic description, it's going to give you a very generic output. And so then you now have 20 post ideas, right, from ChatGPT, and all you have to do is just execute. And also you can use ChatGPT to help you create, let's say you're creating a video for that idea it gave you, you can now tell it to create a script around that idea, right? And all you have to do is just read it, turn on the camera and then read the script that it gave you. So that's how you can really automate and really um, be more efficient with content. Um, now, one thing about content is content should be adding value to your potential customer or your potential client. So that's a common mistake people make is they hop on social media and they say, buy my product, buy my service, I'm having a deal. You know, so it's all about them. And the problem with that is nobody really cares. Okay, <laughs> it's not adding value. So value is what are they learning from your content? If you're in health and wellness, what are they learning from you? If you're in the IT space, what are they learning from you? Or it can be entertaining, something that 
they can, uh, you know, feel some sort of uh, escapism whenever they read or watch your post. And so um, that's how you really sh should think about content. Now, once in a while, it's okay. If you're posting a lot of value, it's okay to then, you know, once in a while post about yourself. And hey, if you are looking for my services, please hit me up. That's fine, but it shouldn't be all the time. So a good uh, cadence is like give, 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 ask. The more you can give, the more, I mean, the more you can give up front, then later on you can ask. So maybe five posts, you're giving some sort of value or information, then the sixth post, post you're um, asking for something in return and follow that cadence. Okay, so um, another question I'm getting, and then after the words, I'll open it up for the audience, is how often should I post on social media? How often should I post on social media? So there's a couple ways to answer this. The first way is it depends on what your goal is. So if your goal is to just um, stand out from your competitors, then just one day is one time a day is fine. Okay, so competitors nowadays, I mean, uh, potential clients and customers nowadays, they're very savvy. So if they're researching services and products, they're going to go on Google, they're going to go on social media, and they're going to search up your company. And they're going to, they have check boxes in their head. It's like, okay, are these people active? And if you're not active, then instinctually, they're thinking, okay, well, are they, are they still in business? Because their social media pages are not active. They haven't posted in two years. Um, I'm kind of wondering if they're still in business, if this is just a dead page and a dead business, right? So that's what I think whenever I, I uh, look you know, up businesses on social media. So that's number one. Um, so one time a day, if you just want to stand out and you just want to show that you're active, because most people are not even doing that. So one day is just going to make you stand out. Now, if you're using social media for lead generation and business activity, right, you're, you want opportunities out of social media, then I recommend for people to post three to four times a day. So three to four times a day might seem pretty daunting for people, you know, like a lot of people have some challenges just posting one time a day. But if you follow the methods that I shared with you, how you can create content efficiently, um, you can actually reduce that time. So most people, you know, they, they take hours creating, you know, posts for, you know, a few times a month, right? Because they're doing it the old way. They're first sitting down and thinking, okay, what should I post? And it takes, you know, one hour later, like, okay, I got three ideas, you know? And so then it takes them a couple, another couple hours to shoot the video, they don't know really what to say right like they got to redo the video over and over so by the time they're done they spend 10 20 30 hours creating a few posts but if you do it the way that i'm sharing with you where you can actually incorporate ai it will uh, exponentially increase the output so for example let's say you just sit down and you just record a one hour interview or class right one hour then you put it into something like that dummy tool that I told you about, dummy AI, and now it chops it up into 15 different posts, right? And so that's 15 different content and it just took you one hour. And let's say you wanna take it to the next level. Let's say you take that, the, the transcription, you now take the transcription from the AI tool 
and you make it into another post. So now people can watch the video, but they can also read the transcription of what you said, right, in another post. And then let's say you take the transcription and you put it into another AI tool where you tell them, hey, based off this transcription, give me an image, create an image or a picture that kind of depicts what I'm saying, a summary of what I'm saying. And so that's another post. You now have a video, you have a written, and then you have a picture from, from that just one clip, right? So that 15 now becomes 45 different posts and it took you an hour to create and then you just input into AI tools that will basically generate um, the type of content you want. So it does seem daunting at first, but if you break it down backwards, how can I use these AI tools now to help increase efficiency and reduce the time it takes me? And so that 45 posts will last you for quite a while and if you just want to create more, then you can you do a second interview or, you know, a second class or a second long form um, video. And so because it's hard, because it's difficult, I mean, you know, it's going to take some time to ramp up to that in the beginning because it's, you know, you're post most people are not posting three to four times a day. That's where all the treasure is going to be because it's the path of least resistance. I mean, it's a path, a path of a lot of resistance. And so people would like to go on paths that are easy with least resistance, but because it's um, not as common, you're going to get more results out of it. And so, so um, that's one thing. And then another thing about posting is ramp up, you know, don't start with four to five times a day, you know, um, you'll get burnt out, you know, take baby steps. So if you're just doing one time per week, and try to get to one time per day. And then after you're at one time per day, try two times a day and three times a day. And you know, do it for a few weeks and a few months until you build that discipline and habit where it's actually easy. So, you know, I post anywhere between three to five times a day. At this point, it's like normal for me, you know, but I, it took me a while to ramp up to that point. And I didn't start out just posting three to five times a day. Um, and then that's, you know, volume is going to be uh, how you build an audience as well. You know, um, if you want to build an audience in social media, you want to build your following. And it's going to take a lot of volume, but it's also going to take time. And so, you know, someone who has been posting for 10 years consistently, you're going to see it in their numbers that their following is probably pretty high. Um, but you know, the first few months of doing it, it's going to feel like you're not getting anywhere. It's because, you know, you're starting out. Um, but, you know, one year in, five years in, 10 years in, you know, it compounds itself. The followers start to share it with other people, your videos with other people. Hey, check this out. You know, like this is, this person is really cool. You should. And, and that happens as you increase more followers. There's a compounding effect. Okay, so uh, those are all the um, questions I received uh, before this uh, class. I'm going to open it up um, to the audience. So afterwards, after uh, I answer audience questions, um, we will uh, go into the breakout rooms and you can just kind of share what you've learned with everybody and do a little bit of networking. So yeah, um, any questions, uh, you can raise your hand or you can raise it virtually by clicking on the uh, reactions button. I have a question. Yeah, you're done. Hey, um, so if you're doing 
content, you know, like long form content or videos and that kind of stuff. And like for me, I'm just not comfortable on camera yet. And I know I just need to get over it. But um, I mean, what's a what's a different option, I guess? Is it just get on the camera? <laughs> is that my only option? And and then the other part of the question, I guess, too, is if I wanted to outsource that part of my business, like the marketing side of it, is it important for my face to be on that as well? Mm -hmm. Yeah, those are really, really good questions. So let's tackle the first question, um, which is, you know, the comfort level of being on camera. So uh, what do you do? Remind me again. I'm a franchise recruiter and consultant. So I basically, I match a buyer and a seller together based on what each of them are looking for. Um, so, yeah. Okay. It's kind of a stuffy field, you know, I feel like. And so I don't want to fall into that category, you know. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm trying to find ways to make it not so boring, <laughs> if that makes sense. Yeah, of course. So just, just so that way I understand, um, yeah. there's a franchise, uh, franchisor that wants to recruit people to start their own franchise, right? Correct. Correct. So I basically, I work for the franchisor mm -hmm. and the client. So my services to the client are free and mm -hmm. the franchisor pays me a commission if one day someone purchases and we have a match. Got it. Okay. So your, your goal is to really recruit franchisee people that might be interested in starting a franchise. Right. Okay, great. Yeah, so that's, um, so a couple of things. Number one is to kind of gauge um, what you mean by comfort level. Mm -hmm. So what I mean by that is when I first started doing video, I felt pretty uncomfortable as well, right? Because, you know, the first time you hear your voice on camera or a recording, it's like, oh, wait, why, why do I sound so weird, right? <laughs> I'm sure everybody has... <laughs> I sound weird and then it's kind of like a skill you know or you like kind of get used to it you do it you know like 10 hours in 20 hours in a few months later um you gotta get used to it so whenever I hear my voice now I'm just like okay that's just how I sound you know so the comfort level for me has really um felt better you know over time so that's one thing to think about now another thing to think about is video is going to be the most forming type of posts compared to written or even compared to uh, graphics, right? Uh, pictures. Now, if you're still uncomfortable after like, you know, doing it for a while, um, you can stick to written, you can stick to graphics and that's totally fine. You know, do what makes you comfortable in the long run, but just understand that there's a trade-off that, you know, videos, you're still jeopardizing effectiveness or performance. Um, so, so think of it that way. Now, as far as what type of content you can create, I mean, you can create audio, right? You don't have to do video. You can still do audio, like just turn off the camera and just talk, right? That's another format that people like to do, like pod, podcasts. Um, or you can just do written. You can just write, if you really like to write, you can write out different ideas or even have ChatGPT do it for you, right? So, um, so those are some things to think about is, you know, is comfort, is it something that just over time you'll feel more comfortable or is it just in the long run, even after trying that you still feel un uncomfortable? I would say give it a try first for, for a while and commit to a certain amount of time. And then secondly is, okay, if you still feel uncomfortable, what are some other avenues that you can do to create content, whether it be audio or written? 
So that's that's um, that's one thing to think about. Then as far as like what kind of content, you know, and, and kind of make it less boring, um, I would kind of do a deep dive of the psychology of your potential clients, your, you know, the fr uh, franchisee and just kind of gut instinct. They are entrepreneur, uh, they have entrepreneurial tendencies, right? So they want to start something, um, but they're not completely uh, like at the same place as a really a startup founder, right? Where they're like super entrepreneurial and they like to start ideas and they're ready to jump in quick. Franchisees are more like, hey, you know, I'm a little entrepreneurial, but I need some guidance. You know, give me, give me some structure still. So then you can talk about that. Like, hey, here are some common um, feelings. You know, do you feel a little entrepreneurial, but you need some structure? You can talk about that feeling and, you know, how you understand that feeling. Um, that could be, you know, a podcast episode. Um, you can talk about, you can look in forums and see on Reddit, you know, like people that are debating about starting a franchise, right? You can, um, Quora is another great place, you know, like, hey, should I start a franchise? Should I start a business? Right? There's plenty of those questions and see what people are asking and how you can deliver value to those people through content. Um, you can even interview some of the franchisee, uh, tr franchisors, you know, and talk about, you know, the process and how that works. Um, and what are some common things, mistakes that they see, or what are some objections that they, they hear from franchisees, you know, just, just there's many different ways to go about it, but those are some ideas. And then of course, chat, uh, ChatGPT would be your best friend as well. Um, and then your second question, uh, remind me again, what, what was your second question? Um, so if I was going to outsource, if I was thinking about outsourcing the marketing piece, mm -hmm. of someone to do this for me, isn't it, is that a good idea? Or is that like, um, you know, you st the people need to see my face in the business or does it really matter? You know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. So there's going to be a trade-off. So uh, the person's face is always going to perform at the highest level because people trust a face more than they trust a logo mm -hmm. that a graphic designer created, you know? Right, right. And, and so that's why I'm so upfront about my personal brand. Um, and I named my company Fungo Media is because I, I was comfortable with that, with putting my face on the company. And I know that it's you know, going to perform better. Now, I know that some people just don't want that sort of spotlight or are not comfortable with that spotlight or um, just comfortable with talking about themselves. And that's totally fine. And I'm empathetic to that. And so if that's the case for you, then you can still post from your business and, you know, like a company from the company. Um, it's just not going to be as effective as a personal brand, but it can still be done. I mean, Nike is, you know, you think of Nike, you think of Amazon, you think of these big companies. Uh, Elon Musk is a great example of more of like a personal brand, right? Like he puts himself out there <laughs> for better or for worse. Um, and, and then his companies get the spotlight. You know, Tesla is doing really well. SpaceX getting going big. Neuralink is getting some traction. Twitter, right? Um, so he's more of like a face first, his face versus companies. And, you know, something like an Apple 
Apple, we don't really, Tim Cook doesn't really put himself out there too much, right? He's more like, hey, let's focus on Apple as a product and Apple as a company. So um, you can do whatever makes you feel comfortable. That's that's how I would look at that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm just curious. I mean, based off of what I said, do you feel comfortable putting your, you know, face out there? You know, do you, um, I mean, what are you thinking? I think that I get in my own head. And so I'm all concerned that, oh, you know, that I need to fix everything around me and I need to look perfect and, you know, all of the things and, oh gosh, you can see all my wrinkles and you know what I mean? So I get in, in my own head in regards to that. So, um, but you know, I certainly know my subject matter and all of that. So I'm very comfortable. Um, you know, I'm comfortable up in front of a classroom and talking to people and that kind of stuff. It's just that in this role that I'm in now, I don't, you know, I don't do that. So, um, so yeah, it's very different. And so I would need to get on video and do that. And it's very, you know, just, yeah, it's going to take some getting used to. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a great way to describe it. You know, um, we kind of get into our own heads. Um, and I was definitely into my own head when I first started. I sometimes do get to my own head as well. Um, but it's a lot less, you know, than I than what where I first started. And so that's that's usually the biggest hump that people need to uh, get over is getting in your own head. And um, it's a level of like uh what people think there's that element too like what what do people think about how I look what do they people think about my surroundings my wrinkles my hair you know that sort of thing my my you know facial hair that so so it's yeah it's mainly in our own head but people just um, most people just don't really care <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah. awesome and and there's also an element of doing like like getting help so like, you know, you could still create the videos, but instead of you, it's like a hybrid model, right? Instead, you can create the videos yourself, you can create the content yourself, but then you have a team edit it, right? So that could be a component instead of you doing from everything from beginning to finish where you shoot the videos and then you edit it yourself or you have the AI to edit it for you, um, you, you can hand it off to someone else. So that's another component to think about is a hybrid model. So, um, yeah, I've, I've seen everything, you know, I've seen content creators that do everything themselves. I see a hybrid model. I see people outsource it totally. Um, but I think the most effective is going to be the hybrid model because you get the best of both worlds. You still get to put your uh, your face in the content, um, but you kind of delegate all the other technical stuff that, you know, you can, your time is better off spending elsewhere. You know, instead right. of the technical items. Yeah, I like that idea for sure. That's where I get hung up a lot of times too, is just trying to figure out all the different social media and how to do how to add music and how to get the words in there and how to, you know, all the things. And I just don't have time for that. <laughs> so exactly. Yeah. yeah. 